0: Long talk radio spacks,
1: spaces, spaces, space, spaces, spaces,
0: Welcome to Outsiders Boxing Podcast, where they only gonna give you the realest talking boxing, boxing,
2: boxing, boxing, boxing. boxing. Outsiders Boxing Podcast. Coming to you live, Sunday the seventeenth of February. Well, I'm just gonna keep a little bit short and sweet.
0: Pretty good boxing going on,
2: starting since Friday, from the opening bout to the main event. Yesterday had. Pretty good fights on display as well, from what I'm told. Wasn't able to check on the fights yesterday, which I'll be relying dependently heavy on my two main guys of the big three over here at the Outsiders Boxing Podcast, Willa and JP. Now, you're probably wondering, why did you not check out the fights yesterday? You had Ray Boom Boom Mancini on Undisputed pumping the fight up, in which I thought was really funny, because uh for those who aren't listeners or viewers of uh, Undisputed, Skip and Shannon have been off this week, and you got Skip's minions running the show, the likes of Chris Brochard, Rob Parker, and Brian Jennings. And they talk a lot. It's kind of hard to listen to, or I imagine it's hard to watch. They talk over each other and don't really work well as a cohesive unit when it comes to letting the other person get their stuff in at a certain time. But when Ray Boom Boom Mancini was talking about boxing and the events that was happening on Fox yesterday, they're real quiet. Parker's the only one to ask questions about, what did he say? I know he talked about Pacquiao Mayweather. Talked a little bit about Earl Spence. Uninformed, which is a shame. When you got Max Kellerman on ESPN. Who's pretty much a clown for anything else he talks about other than boxing. But didn't get a chance to check it out yesterday because one of my closest friends had a baby shower yesterday. And it was an all-day event. And, boy, well, I don't know how you or anybody else out there with children do it. Because when I went shopping for baby accessories, such as diapers, and et cetera, et cetera, the pricing on it. Like Wow
0: Frightened me away to have any ideas
2: Of children in the foreseeable future I can tell you that much But I want to give a Congratulations to my guy CNN, And his blessing on the way a Good scene on my, my fam yesterday And uh, it was a long day Didn't get to see the fights Didn't get to see uh, the three point contest The dunk competition Missed out on everything Which is a damn shame but F-O-E, family over everything, folks. But, hey, I wouldn't be shit if it was just me over here talking. It's still a good thing I got my man's on the big three over here to back me up. So I'm going to take it to Willa and see how everything's going on his side of the map because over here in California, Central California anyway, it's raining. It's raining a lot, and I don't like it. My J's is dirty from last night. But Willa, Houston, Texas finest at Will the King on social media. What's good, my guy?
0: Oh man. RC what's popping. Good afternoon, everybody. Uh everything's good, man. Everything's running smooth over here. Had a good weekend. You know, with the fam. Got to watch a little boxing. Um got to check out a little little boxing on Friday, just a little bit. Got to check out um, you know, the two main event fights last night, man. Um, I didn't either see, I didn't get to see the slam dunk contest or three-point shootout. And I also heard that it was pretty, pretty damn bad. So that's neither here nor there. Um, I'm ready to talk boxing with you guys. And so let's get it done, man.
2: Yeah, for sure, man. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. Well, let's take us to the JP. So everything's going in Southern California maybe the Sun is shining a little bit more over there than it is over here. So JP, Southern California, the host also of the Relevantly Fat and Black podcast. My man, what's happening this morning, man? How you doing?
1: I'm good, RC. Thank you for the love and the plug. Um, I did get to catch the All Star Weekend events. It was, I thought it was pretty good. Now the dunk contest lacked some luster from years past. I realized. Last, watching last night, I realized that we've been kind of spoiled by some of the dunk contest man. These dudes have, have done just about everything you can imagine, you can think of. Because it's, it kind of looks like dudes are running out of things to do. I mean, there's only so many ways you can do a 360 turnaround, reverse leg, you know these dudes are doing a lot, a lot of talent in the NBA these days. If you ask me, more talent than ever. I did enjoy the World versus the um, the, the U.S. game. So it was all the World players versus the young World players that are from different countries around the world versus the NBA's young players. You had Cal uh, Kuzma repping the Lakers winning the Rising Stars game. So that was great to see. Um, the Skills Challenge, the Skills event is pretty. Garbage. I think they it figure something out differently with that um, dunk competition. I don't think we've seen any incredible dunks. <clears throat> Just a really athletic kid, that young boy out of uh, Oklahoma City. I don't even remember his name. Anyway, good good NBA stuff. Uh, the boxing this weekend, uh, pretty good, man. Um, you know, not the the, the top top tier type stuff, but some boxing nonetheless.
2: Yeah, for sure, man. I, I mean, I I was able to check out the uh, Rising Stars game, I was watching that one because that one happened at the same time that the ESPN fights were going on. And uh, oh yeah, and I the I the that, that was that was cool. That was cool. But, uh, um I'm hearing the echo though, guys. Uh, one of you gotta have to hit me whenever y'all ain't talking, so we have some good sound quality. Um, but no, I, I checked out the uh, Rising Stars game. It was the same time as the ESPN fights, and. um, yeah shit that little that little light-skinned trey young got my boy d fox at the end His little shot came out of nowhere so i that was cool that was cool on the skills competition i'm talking about but the rising stars game uh yeah kuzma did his thing we got like 35 37 or something like that so yeah it was was cool man it was a good showcase Uh, i you know i wanted to see uh i'll definitely be checking out the the stuff going on today even though there's a whole lot going on today but um well, it seems like we'll be relying on JP heavily for this Showtime card that had happened yesterday. Um, so, uh, Will, you said you missed out on the fights yesterday
0: as well, right? The Santa Cruz fight? No, no, no. I I was able to. Just, I I got to check out the Santa Cruz fight and the um, Figueroa fight. I just said I caught the main event. I don't. I didn't catch anything else. Just the two main events oh, okay. today.
2: All right, well, if you want to take the lead, man, and uh, like
0: I said, we just take it from the top of the, the
2: main event card, and that would be the uh, Santa Cruz fight to start things off. So if you want to take the lead and, and let me know how it really went down, uh, and you and JP could swing that one back and forth, and you know we'll just uh, chop it down from the top.
0: All right, of course, man. Well, Santa Cruz did it. I mean, it's nothing really to talk about except that Santa Cruz beat the hell out of a guy for about a good 12 rounds. Um, Rivera was came to fight a little bit, but it was just pretty much easy work. I was looking forward to Santa Cruz knocking him out or something like that, but Santa Cruz just did what he does, came out, fought, boxed, attacked. Um, the other guy was doing a lot of moving, but, I mean, there's really nothing more. It really wasn't anything exciting, I don't think. In fact, at that point, you know, after a while, I just sort of turned it down and was doing other stuff as as I was peeping. the I, I was actually doing my report as I was looking, my weekly report as I was looking at the fight. Went all 12 rounds, unanimous decision. I don't think it was a great fight. But Santa Cruz did what he was supposed to do, and that's do a little baby showcase. It wasn't a showcase of a knockout, but showcase of a good, 10 rounds to two beating, I think. Um, JP, where you – I mean, we can go to JP on it. Really, that wasn't too much to say on it um, to me. Uh, well,
1: I, I took some stuff out of it. I felt like uh, Leo, for the first time, it looks like he's going to start to grow out of that division. I think Leo's, what, 9, 23 or something like that now, or he's still very young. But he looked, you know, I've seen some shoulders on him. You know, Leo's starting to, starting to grow up bodily-wise, I think. And I'm starting to question how long he can hang around that division at
0: that weight. Um, also, 30. Got, Leo's 30. Oh, he's 30? Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Leo oh. always looks – he always has some huge shoulders, man. He ain't going nowhere. He always looks – Oh, Okay. Like, he can get bigger, I think. He's always looked like that. He just looks like... Uh, like you said, we were talking about that... I don't know that was you or somebody else that said he looks very young, but he's not young. Maybe that yeah. was no Simon. I can't... Yeah, he's very, he looks very young, but, yeah, he's only 30... He's 30 years old, so he ain't getting too much bigger than that. He, you know, he oh, always okay. has a big-ass shoulder.
1: Yeah. All right, all right. Well, shit, I didn't know... Okay, that said, then, you no, know, I fully digress, but... Yeah, Leo looked a lot bigger than Rafael Rivera. Um, Hats off to Rafael Rivera also because he he came to fight, man. He did not come to collect a check. Uh, We talked about his record being dropped and being beat by a lot of the guys. But Rafael Rivera came in there to fight. Um, I think that he gave Leo some work, you know what I mean? It wasn't a completely one-sided fight. I think Leo took his licks but what you did see was the left the left hook to the body really on display like crazy like that Leo Santa Cruz is, I think left hand to the body is the best left hand to the body in the business now does it hit as hard as some other guys out there maybe Canelo and all those other guys maybe not but it's it's damn near automatic you know what I mean he just throws that thing brilliantly and I think that's what really slowed Rivera down uh, after the fourth round, he started to uh, really slow down and Leo. But nonetheless, it was a fight all the way through. I don't think, you know, it was not an easy fight for Santa Cruz. I could see, you know, Santa Cruz is going to be fighting like this until the end, until he's not fighting anymore because he's hittable um, and he's he's going to hit. So, you know, I, I look forward to seeing Santa Cruz and more of these Abner Mares type fights and more of these Frampton-type fights. This is how every fight is going to look with Santa Cruz versus a, a formidable opponent. I think, you know, he's just going to come out there as going to be crowd-pleasing fights. So I think if you go to a Santa Cruz fight, you get your money's worth every time. Um, didn't look great. Didn't look super sharp. I've seen him look sharper in a, Santa, in a Frampton fight. But um, got the job done twelve rounds of work on to the next one.
2: Yeah, I um I seen uh, I believe it was on Ring of Highlight, the uh ending of the fight that they had and it was uh almost foolery. But the uh you know they're throwing some really sloppy shots in the last ten seconds and the fans were just like Oh my god, you know, blah, blah, blah. Warriors That shit was weak. That's just my opinion. I seen that and I was like, wow these dudes look like trash. And Santa Cruz being 30, something also I did not know. <laughs> he's got a baby face on him. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, now that
1: changes how I, how I view his career at the moment. You know, I'm thinking this dude is under 25 for sure. So I'm thinking he's still got some solid years to really form his star in the sport. But knowing that he's 30, I have to question why is Santa Cruz – not, you know, Santa Cruz should be, you know, on cusp or if not be by now a pay-per-view fighter, being a Mexican fighter, undefeated, uh, crowd-pleasing fight style. I think he's definitely behind as far as the progression of his career being that he's 30. And then you have to start questioning, as we know at the lighter weights, you know, the guys don't tend to fight as long because, you know, the guys are you know quicker and it takes a little more speed rather than power at the lower weight classes. Uh, and then with Leo starting to, you know, age definitely on the other side of his prime at 30 years old, you know, you got to look for some, some bigger opportunities, some big fights to really, to how
2: to, how to end your career here. Yeah. And on top of that, it's Leo Santa Cruz is 30. The question must be asked, how is that guy's fucking death showing up looking like a Mexican Adrian Brown with all that ice when he comes out? That's a that's a that's a wild cowboy right there, I tell you, man. His dad's probably um, forty
0: five, man. His dad could be anywhere from forty five to fifty years old, probably no no older than that.
2: Uh yeah, he uh I don't know, he his, his dad looks like that like one of those famous Mexican kids. Oh, things shout or out to his dad. Different.
0: I think they said I think they did say his dad is fighting cancer. Did you hear that, um, JP? Oh, see. Maybe yeah,
2: maybe
1: no. yeah, I heard uh, his dad has been going through some um, medical troubles for some years now, though, right?
0: I'm not sure. I mean, that's, I don't know how I many. Yeah, I, I guess you could fight for cancer for years. I just remember I him saying that, and I was like, damn. Let me just see. If now, I, I've I've met them two cats personally,
1: um, at the down at the Galen Center here in Los Angeles. Uh, Leo, I swear to God, man, you put a backpack on him, you think he's going to high school. And that dad, now he has that look, which I love that OG Mexican leather belt, big buckle shit, and the cowboy boots with the hat. But he looked young as shit too, man. Them boys. They melanin. They got that melanin going in they shit, man. Them motherfuckers got some good skin and shit, man. I can't front on the Santa Cruzes.
2: Yeah, they really do, man. Cause, yeah, like you said, when me and Willow were out at Staples and seeing Leo, he wasn't that far from us. So, man, he's not only a small dude, but, yeah, he just, you look like you put a backpack on that kid, you know, and he'd be walking right in high school, no problems. <laughs> he, he's got a really baby face on him, and it changes the fact that his age – uh, looks at kind of a different light, I, I guess you could call it, of how I look at the the, the fortune or the the foreseeable future for him because you know the, these fights that he's been having recently, I've been just more so waiting on that part three with Frampton. Like, as soon as the second one was over, it seemed like it was an easy fight to make, uh, and I, I just really wanted to see that one and been waiting on that one. So, you know, the first fight was a big upset by Frampton. Most people, I believe, back at OTG, nobody picked. Santa Cruz to get that win, except for Patty, just because, you know, Irish Patty and Carl Frantham, you know, they go back. They go back to the Vaseline. But um, in the second fight, the the now we need that rubber match, because the second fight went the way of Leo Santa Cruz and where he showed a little bit more skill. And i just been waiting to see that one, man. These other fights that Santa Cruz had, I ain't really had much care for it. Um, I knew the opposition in the ring last night was uh, – a tough guy who got into a couple of fights that was, you know, uh, probably taking on short notice and things of that nature. You could give the a, a, a reason excuse for the loss that he had. But, um, hey, I've I seen, seen the crowd seem pretty hyped about it. And Santa Cruz definitely has himself a nice little following. So hopefully this, we can see some bigger fights in the future for Santa Cruz. But um, I can't even give a grade or anything like that. I just, I like the kid. And, uh, and uh, shout out to his pops too, hopefully that. You so they could beat that fight as well. But uh, any final thoughts on this one, really? Like, what's next for Santa Cruz? Because he's 30. Well, He'll have to start picking up big fights pretty soon.
0: Well, yeah, definitely. He, um, The fights that he called out for, for the fight. So, going back to his dad. So, his dad, I guess they revealed in 2006 that he had cancer. So, he's been battling cancer for a while, and it might be getting worse from what he's saying, because he, this is the fight that he dedicated, or his dad, you know, his, it was inspired by his dad, for some reason, out of the blue, so that might not be, you know, he said he wanted to stay home, I'm just reading this thing, he he wanted to stay home with his father, but his father made him go, you know, fight, so he's trying, it might not be a good look He said when he's having a tough time going through this, it's, I guess this therapy, probably chemo or something like that, just, just uh, going through yeah, just said he's having a tough time, but in regard to who he wants to fight next, Santa Cruz has stated that he wants Gary Russell next. That's who he wants next. He wants to unify with Gary Russell. Gary Russell beat him in the amateurs, he said, and he but he since he he would have twelve rounds, and that's the fight that he wants to defend or he wants to get revenge on his um, his defeat. So he's looking for skill-bump Gary Russell. And he's also, I think there was also talk about the new up-and-coming, well, not up-and-coming, the guy that's making a lot of noise, the uh, Javante Davis that we talked about last week. So he's talking about those two fights. I think those are pretty two pretty good fights for Santa Cruz. Like JP said, every fight Santa Cruz gets in, it's going to be a good fight uh, because he's got that Mexican style, which is hit keep on hitting it don't matter if you're getting hit just keep on hitting so that's i'm looking i would be interested interested in it, both of those fights then he said after he unified he would do he would try to go ahead and make that third fight with your boy carl Frampton. but carl Frampton didn't he just come out isn't Frampton coming off another loss to somebody else like uh warrington or somebody like that Yes, it was. And don't ever
2: call him my boy again.
0: He's not my boy. Not my boy.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, I don't know why. I guess, so he's dodging Warrington because Warrington gave Frampton that work. Um, I don't know. I Like like I said, I, I love Santa Cruz. I, I enjoy watching every one of his fights. Like last night, the, the fight was a little lackluster to me, but I was also up all day, you know, dealing with cousins and kids and all that stuff. So I was probably just a little tired. Maybe that's why I wasn't into it like I wanted to and the fight before that also um you know, made a may have got me, I don't know, thinking and I just didn't want to watch watch it that much. But I enjoy Santa Cruz. I want to see him fight. If we could see him fight Gary Russell, that would be great. If we can see him fight Javante Davis, that would be great. If he fights Warrington, that would be great. It doesn't matter who he fights. Usually he gives us a good fight. And like, like we said, he's 30 years old. It's time for him to start unifying and reading his comments before and after the fight. I'm thinking that's what he's looking for, unification.
1: Yeah, Um, agree, man. I, I want to see him with the Gary Russell. I think Gravante probably got the edge on all of those guys in that division. But um, him and Gary Russell is a fantastic fight. It's a clash of style. It's a uh, one of those fights where you see the, the whatever fighter who who's able to dig the deepest and will and the determination that's one of those fights where you have the the two high level the high level brawler versus a high level boxer you have chavez this is kind of like chavez mildred taylor, and um you know it's just you know it's gonna be a fight who who's whose will um succumbs at the end so I would love to see that fight. I think that's an obvious fight for both guys. Both guys, you know, getting up there in age on the other side of their primes. Um, and, even, and even that big cachet high-status fight that, you know, the boxing world will definitely take some time out to pay attention to. So Gary Russell, uh, Leo Santa Cruz needs to happen. Let's shoot for that for Cinco de Mayo.
2: I'm with that, man. I'm with that. <laughs> if we can get that one popping off, that would be a really good fight for the fans. <laughs> and for both careers of Gary Russell and Lao Santa Cruz.
0: <clears throat> um, I, you know, I would want to see him fight, like I said, Warrington, Oscar Valdez. There's there's fight to be had before he fights Carl Franklin in the game for that rubber match. He didn't say nothing about those other two guys. It's, it's always good to have the Mexican against the African-American. But now that I think about it, the way Gary Russell let us down last time, we had uh, some kind of a uh, big fight with his name involved. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe I don't want to see that. Maybe I want to see now, Cruz versus Oscar Valdez for a, a Mexican versus Mexican war, or Josh Warrington, who, who comes to fight. Now, the Valdez-Santa Cruz fight, somebody's,
1: gone, um, somebody's life is getting shorter in that fight. Because dude, them dudes going to beat the hell out of each other and don't neither of them know how to fall and don't neither of them know how to stop. So they that's going to be one of them brain-damaging uh, Castillo-Corrales-type fights. You know what I mean? Them dudes are going to beat the dog shit out of each other now. I'm all for that. So let's get that on, too.
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh, it, it's definitely not going to be one that's going to do any longevity for both fighters when it comes to the... Uh, the brain cells and things like that for the the down-the-road kind of a view. But um, now I was hearing, moving along from that one, I was hearing that my buddy, Omar Figueroa, had himself a little bit of a, I guess you could call it a bump in the middle of the road or something like that, getting uh, hurt in the first round. Stepping it up in the second. It was some pretty good body work. Close fight, but Figueroa took some some shots as he normally does. It ain't ever a clean washing uh, when when you see Omar Figueroa, but whether it's Nahito Awakara with a headbutt or something like that, it it just seems like he's always taking a little bit too much damage in certain fights. Now, regardless of the, the... beef we had back in the day I could be professional about it right now and just say it's whatever water under the bridge don't bother me none but and I don't look at his fights any other type of way or whatever whatever you know because I know what time it is with Omar Figueroa Jerry Belmontez proved that so I don't at the end of the day I know what it is but uh, Willa Omar Figueroa, fellow Texans. uh Texican, as you would call it out there. Uh, you said you were able to check that fight out. Now, what did you think about it? Because I thought it was, uh, from from what i seen, looked like it was probably a little too close for comfort if you're a team Figueroa.
0: Well, <laughs> shout out to Figueroa fellow Texas guy. We're not calling him a Texican. He's American, Mexican-American, representing the great state of Texas, right? So I'm always going to have a little love for him. After a year and some change layoff, almost two years, I think it's closer to two than anything. Uh, Omar Figueroa came in looking soggy, came in looking like, you know, worse than... Mikey Garcia be looking sometimes. You know, he came in looking soggy, very soggy. He had light in say, the ass. Earl That's Spence. Saying, right? You said light in the ass. He looked like he butter no, no, soft. It, he got that. It, no, no. He didn't look I mean, he didn't look he just looked. I don't I wouldn't say he looked he looked soft, yeah, maybe not light. Yeah, he looked very soft. He had the Earl Spence nipples, but he doesn't he doesn't have that <laughs> disease that Earl spin has. You know, he doesn't have that uh, that complication going on with the nipples. So that was just that was just fat right there. But you know, Omar did what he does, and that keep on coming. Throw a lot of dip shots, a lot of one twos, a lot of left hooks to the face. He he does this little weird thing where he's looking at you from like ninety. It's like. He's ducking, and it's a shoulder roll low, but he's only looking with, like, one eye at you because he's looking, like, down. I don't know what the hell he's doing. But I didn't think I had to fight closer like the judges had it. And I think what gave me the bad taste, the sour taste of the first, uh, for the second fight, and now it's all coming back to me because, you know, I was on a couple of sweets at that point. It was the it was the, like the incompetence of the announcers their the way they were talking and it was like they were john john molinas winning the fight and he's not but after they're talking figueroa is hitting him with like a a triple hook to the face you know it's not it was too close for comfort the rounds might have been too close for comfort and that's what that's another thing that the boxing fans can't don't really get i mean they do get it but they don't get it a fight can be close as hell no a fight can be competitive as hell it can be the most competitive fight of the year but it can be 12-0 and not close of a fight at all right because it goes for points per round the closest, the fight was very close um as far as competition wise John Molina, like I said, I knew this was going to be a good fight because John Molina comes to fight. He has boxing skills, you know. I think they said he was like a gymnast, a hooper. You know, he's a multi-talented athlete, so he's very athletic out there. He boxes and he throws and he throws big oh, shots. Yeah, except he's probably over five two. I'm just guessing. But that's the only thing y'all have a difference. <laughs> He's just a little taller. You ain't shit. He's just bro. a little taller. <laughs> you ain't shit. That's it, that's it. But, Go
2: ahead, continue. you know, he came
0: in there to he came in there and fought a good fight. You know, I might have gave him two or three rounds that I really thought he won. But he was he Figueroa was just eating everything. He was coming for it. But so to me I had it a unanimous know, I had it pretty far off with the rounds. But I could sort of understand how somebody could say it was closer because it, it was a very hard fight to sort of to sort of judge, and I just keep it I keep it to myself. It, it depends. For every jab, it, it, it just I do the same thing every time. If a guy hits a guy with two jabs, three jabs, and then the next guy and the, and the other guy hits him with a hard ass hook to the body. That that's, it's, it's even now. Maybe two jabs, then it's even. So that's why I, I, I sort of judge like that. And this feels like, to me, Figueroa was doing the better work each round and he was looking fresher and he was looking like, you know, he wanted to fight. Even though, so did John Molina Jr. I mean, it was a great fight. I think it was a great fight. I don't think Molina Jr. has anything to be sad about. I don't think he was robbed. I know some, the even the announcers were like, you know, I got that. At the end of the fight, here goes one thing. At the end of the FOMAR Figueroa, he, right when the bell rings, he, like, puts his toes, his hands down. It's like, fuck, you know. And Lennox Lewis, the guy that actually fought, I don't know who the other two guys were. I I, don't, I really don't know. But the guy, Lennox Lewis, he's on there, and he's telling these guys, they're like, oh, he, he just said that he lost. He feels he lost the fight. And Lennox Lewis like, no. You know, I've been in fights where I'm like, fuck, I didn't do what I wanted to do during the fight. And, you know, I still thought I won. But they didn't want to hear that. They didn't want to hear that. They were trying to say it was some, co- some conspiracy. And that's just because they're looking, they're talking and not watching the fight. They're looking at each other in the eyes and not watching the fight was going on. That had to be what, happen- what was happening. Because as they were talking, it was like they didn't know what the hell they were talking about because the fight was sort of going back and forth. So um, I don't think it was a robbery. I think it was a pretty good fight. Omar Figueroa, it it was too competitive. That fight against John Molina Jr. was too competitive for him to be thinking something serious. He was off for a year and a half. That could be a reason. A year and a half plus. That could be the reason. Let's give him another let's give him another fight before we say that it's over for him. But that weight I think is gonna be a big deal. We're talking about Leo Santa Cruz and the weight. But the way he looks, that weight might be a big deal. He said it wasn't Um, We know he's missed weight before So uh, I don't know We'll see but overall good fight I'm not mad at it I'm not mad at anything that happened But I wish he would have put on a better showing than he did Well
1: um, I just had the luxury of Watching the fight as we were Kind of going through the first fights And doing our thing here So I just finished up the 10th round it's pretty clear to me that John Molina won the 10th round. Now I wasn't paying close attention in scoring rounds early on here, but from my eyes while, you know, chopping it up with you guys and watching the fight on, on the laptop, John Molina looks like he's definitely dictating the pace of the fight, being the boxer, pumping the jab. <clears throat> then you have to choose. It looks to me like you would have to choose whose work you like better. Now, Figueroa and I'm, So this is purely off eye test because, like I said, I watched the fight as we were speaking. So I'm not paying that close attention, but I'm watching it. So this is a purely eye test base. On the eye test, it looks to me like John Molina won the fight. That's with me paying like 50% attention and looking at it with the sound off. Did Figueroa land some big shots? Yeah, he did. Now you have to choose now Willis. Judging criteria, you know, you know, we all have our own. Will has said on more than one occasion, he likes to say if you are you got to land this amount of jabs to equal this amount of left hooks. You know what I mean? I, my personal thing is just damage done. You know what I mean? If a, if a guy's jab, you know, Triple G's jab could hurt as much as Willie Monroe's right hook. You know what I mean? Just depending on, you know, who's, so I, I kind of go by damage being done. <clears throat> and it looked, you know, it looked like they were beating each other up pretty good. This is one of them fights where people, I think uh, Willis said last week, you know, we like to see these kind of fights. And I said, well, just because of dudes is just hitting each other a lot and people is punching, eh, don't make for a thrilling fight all the time. It just looks look low level. It's like seeing two drunk people, two drunk old men fight. You know, you're like, oh, somebody's gonna get hurt because they're, you know, and these guys, you know, man, they're 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 sea level fighters, dude. They're they're not even stepping stones at this point. I don't believe you can really use either one of them. I think you get Figueroa the victory if you're PBC because you know Figueroa has more behind him. You could still go to San Antonio or whatever buttfuck town in Texas he comes from, and, you know, sell 20,000 tickets, <laughs> I guess. Sell 20,000 tickets or whatever it is to those local inbred fools who think that's really good fighting. So, I, I'm just saying, man, no disrespect, man, but I personally... only really really like really... a lot of
0: disrespect. You know he's <laughs> from the Valley. There's not that many... The Valley... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all got a valley? Well, I think RC's from the valley, right? But the valley is a.k.a. the border in Texas, <clears throat> right? It's the Rio Grande Valley, which is a.k.a. the border. He's from the valley. There's no, you know, I don't know about Mexicans and them breeding or the hicks or butt-fucking out there, but they're probably not doing any of that. <laughs> he can go to San Antonio where it's probably 60, 70% Mexican and fight. Why? Because he's an undefeated fighter from the from the area. Yeah, you gotta remember and that. Also, That's the only place he can go.
1: That's the only place he can go and get and have any attention drawn to him. But you know, they right there on the border, the valley, or San Antonio, they they support him. Uh, that's about it. So you can all, you can, you know, that's money. And I guess he still has a name that has some status. I mean, maybe him and Adrian Broner will be something people really want to watch. You know that's about where we are with this thing, so uh, you know, it looked to me like Molina won the fight uh, almost kind of clearly, but I do agree with Willow when he says there can be fights where um it looks really competitive, but one guy is edging each round, and you can get a you know a full uh one twenty one twelve decision off that one oh eight but um I don't think this was the case here, uh, me personally, but I'd have to watch it, I man. Like again, like I said, I'm just watching while while we're talking. So, but to me, it looks like Molina kind of you know dictated the pace. So you landed plenty jabs, plenty shots. They both landed at will, for the most part, and you know, just a fight to watch is
2: all it is. Yeah, and and, and the the valley over here. Is a lot different from the valley over there. You're saying it's the border over here. It's uh, The center divider of California, I guess you call it the difference from Southern California and Northern California because Northern California is a little different up there. <clears throat> but, um, hey, man, Omar Figueroa, we've seen he's had some legal issues outside of the ring with his uh, drunk driving um, when him and Adrian were supposed to have a fight. It was uh, – kind of promoted as WWE hell in a cell with Broner getting in his trouble like always, and Figueroa with his issues going on. So for Molina, this is probably a really good time to catch uh, Omar Figueroa, who's always uh, catchable for any fighter on any given day with his fighting style. Um, yeah,
0: hey, RC, and, you know, Omar Figueroa made sure to let people – I did watch, you know, me being a fan of him, I watched him, he did some interview. With Hispanic guys, I can't I can't remember what a YouTube video uh, people it was maybe. Fight hype? Are they Mexican cats? It's with the Mexican cats. I'm, I'm sure there's something so was, there. I think. Yeah, I think it might have been fight hype. Maybe I don't know, but he did a he did a interview, and he said to make sure people knew that he got the D the DUI right, and he's sorry about the DUI. But the DUI is not the reason that he didn't get the fight. It was because of his injury, and people need to stop saying that. So the DUI doesn't stop anything. So it'll just wanted to throw that out there. there.
2: Yeah, it'll, it'll stop you from driving to the to the flea markets out there, Figaro. I tell you that much is what it will stop. But hey, if that's the case, Mazza talk to him. I don't wish any bad upon anybody, even if it's one of my worst enemies. So that's all fine and dandy. Uh, biscuits and gravy, all that hunky-dory shit. So, um, But it's a good time to catch him. A lot of ring uh, rust, as Willow alluded to. He's been out for over a year and a half now. So anybody who's ever out that long and gets himself into a game opponent on the opposite side and you find yourself in somewhat of a fight, I'm not going to critique too bad. So that one's not going to get to me at all. But I know um, you realize it was a little too close for comfort, Willa, when the, it was taking a, a while for the decision to be made by the judge. And I was I, – I seen that that was taking a little well, yeah, longer well, than expected.
0: Yeah, when they did that, I mean, then we all knew. Then that's when I went to the restroom. I knew exact, I knew who was going to win. I, I, at that point, I, I wasn't sweating it anymore. Listen to these guys, I'm like, man, to me, you look like Figueroa. Oh, Won a whole bunch of fucking rounds. I'm not really worried about them. They took a lot a long time. I was like, okay, I'm really not worried about it because we all know Figueroa has a, you know, he has a history, a Canelo like history where people get mad at a lot of his wins, even if he does deserve them. You know, they get upset when things like this happen. So, you know, Figueroa for some reason he has a he has a clutch. He has PVC. He's one of their main guys, no matter what. So I wasn't worried about it after it took a long time. We knew what was going to happen then. Eh, Yeah, I mean,
2: you know, it's whatever. As long as that kid's around and if he picks up a win like he did yesterday, all that leads for is for better opposition coming in sooner or later. So that one works for me. I, I, I I like the fact of the matter that. Somewhere down the road, something's going to happen, and he's going to have to be on top of his shit. So, you know, see how that works out. But, um, all right, moving along, fellas. For the Friday card that we had, which I watched every beat from here at the crib, was chilling watching it, enjoying uh, a lot of the, the, I mean, the early fight. It was uh, some really good stuff, man. Uh, uh, and then, of course, they had, my main squeeze, Michaela Mayer, on there, which I was really surprised. I thought she was going to kick the fight card off because to show how much pins and needles it's moving with uh, the, the pushing of uh, Michaela Mayer, and uh, with the main event being Rob Brandt and uh, Kazan Raznikov for the WBA regular middleweight title. And hey, you know, we'll take it down from the top. As much as I want to talk about Michaela Mayer, uh, the WBA, you hear that? regular middleweight title. Middleweight. These were some small dudes, man. Rob Brandt and Broznikoff were very small dudes, bro. Uh, I just looked at the up echelons of uh, competition moving forward for those two. As far as, you know, they're they're getting they're out there, that's fine. There is no rush to put them in there with the killers of the division, but they were really small. I mean, even though... Um, Brozniakov was a taller fighter, more rangy. You know, going against the hometown guy, in which it was at Minnesota, being Rob Brand. Uh He came into that fight starting off. <laughs> it, 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 you would think that he had hurt the guy the round before, and he was trying to get him out of there. As soon as the first bell rang, that's the kind of fighting style he had coming into that fight. Right away. Um, but bro, you know it's. You can see the levels of, of, of the of what you would call the skills, and and then a little bit of the possum like fighting style that Brosnanov, the Russian, was having. Because you know you see a Russian guy, and we have these stereotypical um, images from fighters in the region or where they're from, and all that. We <clears throat> can see more like of a cerebral kind of counterpunching style that Brosnanov wanted to get done on Brant, but. Too many times in that fight, he just allowed himself to get tagged up. Grant caught himself, uh, I believe, in the fifth round. Let me see. I Believe in the fifth round. I can't find any notes here. But anyways, he took a he took a shot to the right eye, in which he had got a pretty nice little mark from the uh, from the damaging hook that it crossed and found his way. And you know he's. You know, he's a little light skinned dude. So maybe that's the reason why it was showing more significantly than maybe the damaging was having believed one. So from the viewer standpoint. So, uh, but you know, this fight came down really good, gritty fight. And in that eleventh round, Kazan Blazhikov just got himself tagged up a little one too many times. It seemed like it was a wake up that he wasn't expecting to have a follow through, and the follow through had another follow through, and found himself on the canvas. As soon as he got up, took one or two shots maybe, and the ref, we called it, relevantly early. But pretty good main event that they had on ESPN's Friday Night Car. Small room, too, in Minnesota. It looked like a really small little bingo hall or something that they were at. But for the smaller venue that was there in Minneapolis that night, they had really good fights. That topped off with that one. Willow, were you able to check that that card out on Friday's ESPN uh, event that they had?
0: Um, I saw that fight. I saw Rob Bryant uh-oh. didn't really look that good. Is what what I took out of it. I think he's. Uh, I'm looking at it. He's the. He was the older guy, 28. The other guy, however you say his name, based in that girl, He's um he's we were talking about it last week. He's a guy that we haven't seen. We don't see a lot of coming out of that Ukraine-Russia type of field. He's 21 years old. So I don't know if that's saying – I don't know what that's saying because we we all know usually these Russians, they're coming at 28, 27, you know, at the prime of their career. And this guy's out here, he's 21 years old, so he he was a small guy, but I think he'll get bigger. And he didn't look that bad, but Rob Bryant sort of looked, to me, he didn't look elite. He didn't even look the level under elite, even though he is a WBA regular champion. We know how they do it. He didn't really look too good to me. He got the stoppage, I think it was early, he was in his hometown, think he was winning the fight may it was close but yeah what I took out of it is he's not that good. I don't know about the other guy. He's still young. Like I said, I don't what do y'all think that means that he's coming over so young from Russia. We usually don't see young Russian guys and this guy's fighting pro and I think he has seventeen fights. Right? Was he yeah he was 17 and you know? 0,
2: 17 and 0.
0: Yeah, seventeen and zero. So he's been, yeah. So he's out here, you know, trying to make that money early. So that means he ain't getting paid. He ain't that good, or is he supposed to be that good that he's trying to get paid early?
2: Yeah, I'm not sure, but I do echo the sentiments that you spoke on about about Brant ceiling. S- uh, being visible, I guess, if you want to call it that way, because I did not see anything elite from him, you know, and I didn't see um, anything that could be cause for concern for anybody in the division, especially you know the top level, you know. So I, I I give him a a B performance for what he had, and and that's you know he get he got the TKO, whatever, whatever, but. So much so that I just seen a lot of basic in his game. And he was able to get a good fighter out of there. I don't think that that uh Russell Club was any kind of a elite fighter in himself or even a a young fighter that's gonna be, you know, with with high levels of of boxing and moving forward. So I I looked at it like two B level fighters and I've seen a B level kind of performance club, even though he got him out of there in the eleventh round. But um, you know it, it was what it was—a pretty good, uh, captivating fight for the 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 car that they had on ESPN. But I don't want to talk about that because what I want to talk about was the fight before that. Michaela Jocelyn Mayer, man, she's getting a really big push right now, and I'm more, so happy to see the women's division doing big things because hey, there's a, a whole lot to be. Excited for when you're looking at uh, If you're a female fighter And I know there's a lot more of them coming out there You know, Michaela Mayer had Ronda Rousey Posting on her Instagram Just stepped out of the ring In Edinburgh for WWE Live And look who's kicking ass on TV Go Michaela Mayer Now that's coming from someone with 12.2 million followers Definitely going to be able to get her Notoriety up When it comes to people who follow Ronda Razba, who the hell is this chick Rhonda talking about? Oh, she's not bad looking. As far, as, uh, the, um, as far as the far as the fighting itself, seemed like a little bit of a dog fight for Michaela Mare, which was probably a little bit unexpected. I will give a shout out to the boxing voice for reposting that I had made of the fight. Being said weight made at one twenty nine point six for the NABF female super featherweight championship. And that was against Yoreli La thirteen one and one. Small fighter. She's a tiny girl, but she has some dog in her. Anytime Michaela tried to get in there early and bang, she was uh definitely, you know, a cause for at least a reminder to keep your hands up as soon as you get your hand back up as soon as you let it go because that little Mexican chick was she was throwing him there, man, so you know, Michaela got a easy washing. Um, even though I did give the first round to Yoel uh Larios. Other than that, Michaela washed her for the entire of it, the entirety of it all, and picked up a win. And looks like Team Mayor will be heading to Shanghai, China, which will be a, a ringside event. I uh, can't exactly remember which one it is. Uh, ringside boxing in Shanghai. So, looks like Michaela's going to be getting back to work again after, I think she had, what, seven fights last year? So, picking up her 10th victory on Friday, or, yeah, Friday, picking up her 10th victory, and looking like they're going to continue to keep this woman busy. But, Will, like I said, when the cards had started on Friday night, the NBA celebrity game was on, and it almost went to overtime, and I was about to lose my shit. I did not want to see some old-ass dudes, some unathletic-ass dudes. They even had a midget, a real-life midget, in the Celebrity All-Star game. I didn't know who he was, but he was a midget. I would have loved to back that guy down if I was in that game. But that's not the point. The point is this. It almost went to overtime, and I thought that it was going to interrupt ESPN's boxing card. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to miss Michaela Mayer's fight because of this bullshit Celebrity game. But she did not kick, it the, did not kick the card off. Was a kicker, did not kick the card off. She was the co main event. So I guess it just goes to show how much, uh, what they're trying to do with Michaela as far as the little promotional that she had beforehand, you know, and, and I think she's making some waves going forward. But, you know what I mean? I was going to be in a long winded congratulatory to Michaela Mayer, but I don't know if you got to check that fight out, Willa, but you kind of knew what it was when you seen the the uh weigh in and face off between the two as I'm sure you have, correct, sir.
0: No. No. I'm sorry, my man. This one, you know, I'm usually up on Michaela Mayer. You know what I'm saying? But this week she just I just missed her, dog. Just missed her. But congrats, well, I'm glad you your eyes on We knew she should have won, you know. We knew she's supposed to win. It's time to see her in some bigger fight. Get some bigger people beating up little Mexican girls and old Mexican women. Is starting to get old.
2: <laughs> Not for me. I enjoyed it. I was uh, <laughs> I was I was happier than a pig and shit. I was enjoying myself watching that one. Not you know literally enjoying myself, but I was enjoying. <laughs> <I was> enjoying <laughs> <the fight. laughs> you didn't have that cocoa
0: butter on the side, did you know?
2: Nah, Yeah. Yeah, I did, did. that there. Moist pile. <laughs> I enjoyed the fight man And I like to see the the women's division Picking up Which we'll get back to the women's division With another fight that was made uh, Announced earlier this week But let's move along to some real shit right here To comment on and have a Really good opinionated view On this because Given the fact that the world we're living in Right now is You know Basically divided From the leader of the free world to public figures such as Colin Kaepernick and things of that nature. Now, I'd like to hear what you two have to say about this blackface Gucci thing that was going on, how a lot of people are saying, oh, I'm boycotting it. Even the likes of, you know, OTG celebrity correspondent Eric Kelly. It seemed like he was pretty hurt from the fact that he seen Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather. You know, know, hey, just basically cooning in my opinion. And, you know, Floyd is so so He's so cringy when he tries to be funny. When uh, I'm going verbatim here, I I, I can't exactly remember what he said, but he said something to the effect that while people boycott, this boy going to be in the yacht, something of that nature. And he kind of was like smiling and expecting somebody to start laughing and 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 something like that after he had said it. So corny. So corny, man. And I respect Floyd in the ring as probably one of the best fighters that's ever laced up to gloves. Undeniable. Globally renowned. Everybody knows this about Floyd and how good he is. But outside the ring, he ain't no good. In my world, I couldn't kick it with a guy like Floyd Mayweather. I'm not a yes-man to people. I imagine, well, you no, know, I don't imagine. Whenever Floyd, he doesn't have his comments available a lot of the time, but sometimes he does, and whenever he does, you see those big juiced-up turkeys of security guards. I believe it's Greg TMT, corny-ass white dude name. But every time I'll look in the comment sections just to enjoy some of the words putting out there by people and see how some people are blinded in that. But I always see him just put TBE. TBE. And a a couple people actually do that. Well, actually, a lot of people do that. But the people in this circle do that. So I can just imagine if Floyd May was watching TV or something. I hate this show. Yeah, you're right, Floyd. Yeah, I, I hate it, too. I couldn't be one of those guys, bro. But anyways, Floyd was insistent on going in and buying plenty of Gucci, while a lot of people are uh, not fucking with it right now, for a
0: lack of a better term. And
2: T.I., we all know about T.I. and Floyd's piece that they had for a while. Came out with a song. And I liked it. In fact, I liked it a lot. I was never a big fan of T.I. because of when he came out with that bullshit TV show T.I. and Tiny. I was like, this is straight trash. Never that I watched it, but the fact that that was actually made. This is garbage. I ain't fucking with this guy. When that song came out, he got a fight from me. Willa, this whole situation going on with Floyd Mayweather, Gucci, and T.I., I'm sure it's gotten you feeling some type of way. Now, I want to hear your thoughts on this, that, and all of the whole Not necessarily controversy, but the whole drama that's pretty much out there right now with Floyd Mayweather.
1: black on black Coon crime, is crime. Coon is where's the white women at Coon is coming. Coon is coming. all white people ain't bad Coon is Coon is we is our own worst enemy what about black on black crime
0: what about black on black crime Floyd <laughs> Hey, we all know Floyd's the clue hey We talked about it a little on Wednesday. Since then, we've got to hear the T.I. diss track. I, too, am not a fan of T.I. I I haven't been a fan of T.I. since. Why you want to go and do that? I think that's the name of the song. That might have been 2000, 2002. Because T.I. came down here and and dissed the Freestyle King, Lil' Flip. And we can't have that. I haven't been fucking with him since then. Calls himself the king of the south. And C said it best. R.I.P. Robert Davis. You're the king of the south. Anything else said, you need to shut your fucking mouth. So we don't... I don't fuck with... Robert Davis is DJ Screw. DJ Screw is the guy who gave you all Houston rappers after... Scarface, and the Ghetto Boys. But with that said, I fucked with the song. He had some good. I think it was like, I only heard it a couple of times. I'm not fucking with it that hard. But I think it just goes, it doesn't. Have, it might have like a long verse, right? It has an extra long verse and then a hook, then another verse or something like that. It's pretty good. He, he spits little things in there. But where T.I. has gone crazy, now I don't know if y'all seen this, T.I. has gone crazy is that Now we all know Floyd's a coon Let let me go back to that Floyd is cooning I I don't fuck with him at all on any of this But I still fuck with Floyd for some reason Same reason I fuck with Hollywood Hogan